We're looking beyond the cover into Tim Keller. Woo, let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although either of those things could happen, and if they do, we want to know about them. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. You can join the conversation on all the things at Dropping Sunday. Hey, Andrea, how's your heart? It's good. Yeah? Yeah, it's great. It's uh No, no, really, really. How's your heart? You really want to know? Yeah, I really do. That's no, fine. <laughs> heart check. Heart check. No, it's good. It's uh, you know, it's been a long week. I'm uh what? I don't know why you're laughing. Sometimes laughing. I feel like you're looking for a specific thing for me. No. And I don't know what it is. No, no, no. I, I'm laughing because it I realized this week I was uh, I was cleaning my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the phrase, how's your heart came up in my head. And I was like, yeah, that started as a joke. And now it's something that I legit ask. <laughs> like, do you ask other people, how's your heart? No. <laughs> Just me? Just you. Yeah. It. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's like a like it's a joke. It it's, was meant to be a joke, yeah. and like it's Christianese, and well, here it is. I think the first time you did it was just to catch me off guard. Yeah, yeah. episode one or whatever. Yeah, was. yeah. <laughs> you, which zero. you you tend to do that a lot. Yeah, with the show, sure. you like to catch me off guard. Yeah, so yeah, appreciate it. How's it, your heart? It, it was good. It was also caught off guard uh, this week when on Easter Sunday the Beebs dropped a Jesus album. <laughs> I mean, are you going to make me listen to this? Yeah, I've been telling you all week that you need to listen to it. So clearly you've listened to it. Yeah. Okay, great. So what was your favorite album or favorite song on the, on the record? Um, it's the... No, nope, don't look at mine. <laughs> no, no. She adjusts her glasses as she looks at the screen to see which one it is. It's the one that he does with... Um... Mm. Mm. Um, uh, who does he sing with on uh, this? Oh, I don't know. Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. No, I haven't listened to it. Okay, uh, guys, this uh, this album is actually it's really good. It, it it's a good good little bop. I mean, Andre, can I ask you a question? I've been I've been telling you for a week to listen to it. Um, yeah. Why Why didn't you listen to it? <laughs> because the more you tell me that I need to listen to it, the less I want to listen to it. Is that? Is that me? Like no, that's in general. Oh, oh, a general spirit of rebellion. Okay, yes. I got it. Okay, listen, what? me not wanting to listen to Justin Bieber is not rebellion. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we're gonna listen to it anyway. So here we go. <laughs> so he um he he dropped an album. It's called Freedom. And uh, the album cover is uh, pretty popular for for people nowadays to uh, to to release an apology. <laughs> um, if you don't know, on Instagram, uh, people or on Twitter, whenever you're limited to so many words, people will take a picture, a screenshot of their notes section, and that's essentially what it is—just the notes yeah. section. When on your you iPhone. sent this to me, I was yeah. like. What is because we were talking about the show, yeah. And I was like, What is freedom? What does this mean? We're gonna, what are you talking about? We could do, uh, we could, yeah, we're just gonna do a show on freedom, it's gonna be super religious, it's gonna be good, (laughs) awesome. We're not here to get you saved, folks, yeah. 
The story is already written. No, I refuse to dance. I know you're over here bopping. I'm not. Yes, you are. Children, nope. you are forgiven. Yeah. Ain't nothing you could do for you to change that. And everything you did, he erased that. Yeah, he took it on through it in the wasteland. Stop it. Freedom, don't it feel good? Freedom, don't it feel good? Okay, okay, you are trying so hard not to dance right now. I'm watching your shoulders like barely move left and right. You're imagining it. No, I'm not. You're imagining it. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Oh, no. All right. So there's the title track. Uh, I'm going to uh, just kind of jump around into some of these songs here uh, because they're they're pretty, pretty good. Here we go. I'm a mess, but I'm trying to grow. I'm upset, but I still want to know. Is that all she wrote? Is that all she wrote? So that's all, all that she uh, it's all she wrote. Um I just I mean this this album is super Jesus heavy, not even just like religious heavy. Mm-hmm. Like he talks about legit what, what Jesus. What about the one with the E next to it? Yeah. What does it, that mean? It has the S word in it. <laughs> oh. Um oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just like my, like, yeah, like I've been through some S, you know, and so, uh, but let me uh, actually just kind of play for you how this song ends here. I pray for every single person listening to this song right now. I pray for peace. I pray for joy. I pray for confidence. I pray for reassurance. I thank you so much for the person listening to this right now. I pray that you would bless them, bless their mind, bless their finances, bless their family, bless their sons, bless their daughters, bless their moms, bless their dads, bless their grandparents. God, I just pray for an overwhelming sense of your presence in their home right now, an overwhelming sense of your peace that says everything is going to be all right in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Uh, In the name of what? I mean... I'm, that's like all right. Yeah, that's the one that's explicit. So I think maybe the the prayer might be what got it the explicit it's one possible. on that one. I mean, this is uh, where you go. I follow. Sometimes this world is feeling crazy. At times my mind is feeling hazy. You're, you're it's dancing. Not about beats. Every it's single a, song. It's, it's about the, the beat. It's about the it bops. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I told you. You're right. How many times do you want me to say it? A lot. <laughs> a lot. All throughout the episode. That's why I'm multi-tracking. It's just so that I can just take that out no. and play it over. <laughs> That's going to be your new ringtone. <laughs> it's just you going, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's terrible. Nothing could fix the damage in my heart. So, um, let me see. This one, this next one is called uh, Where Do I Fit In? And it has Tori Kelly, Chandler Moore, and Pastor Judah Smith on this one. And you say to me, Those eyebrows. I'm there for that one yeah. for show. Sure. You come right where I am, lost my way, but you found me. Like a ray in the dark on my ugliest days. You say that you'll always love me 
just the same. I mean, it's good, right? Hold on, let me. I think this is the one that also has the little spoken word here at the end. I hear those words over and over. It'll be all right. Go to sleep, my child. It'll be all right. Sleep soundly, my child. It'll be all right. I'm right here, my child. It'll be all right. I won't go anywhere. It'll be all right. Guys, this album is full of Jesus. It's full of gospel. It's full of some uplifting stuff. It also ends with um, with a song about cancel culture. So th- this one, this one's that one. Oh, we just for everything we say. I wanna grow, but I'm afraid. And will it always be the same? Go ahead. Is that him singing? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. What I gotta say even matter. Yeah, he's a really good singer. <laughs> it's life about climbing up the ladder. So this one uh, ends with cancel culture, and he, and he talk like he talks in this one, and I, I'm not a fan of the the, the talking that he does in that one. But he, mm. but uh, other than that, I mean, it's a it's a really really good song. Yeah. It just dropped on Easter Sunday and kind of surprised me, took me back. I was like, oh okay, well, I guess I have to listen to this for the show. And then I was like, ah oh, crap, I like it a lot. <laughs> ah, well, I'll never admit it. Yeah. Um, no, Is it I, just these six songs? It's just those six songs. Hey, uh, Harry Connick Jr., let's uh, let's listen real quick. Uh, the longest song is four minutes and 46 seconds. The, the shortest song is two minutes and 46 seconds, okay? Mm-hmm. I just want to point out, these are the right length of songs. <laughs> not one single song is 10 minutes in this, and there's not 47 of them. You can enjoy the whole thing in, I don't know, don't let me do math. It's right up there. 22 Wait. minutes and 23 seconds. Beautiful. That's how Spotify works. That's that's what they do for you. They don't make you do math. Yeah, yeah. Twenty two minutes, twenty three seconds. So by the time you drive somewhere in the Metroplex, you you've already done. Yeah, yeah. So you're good to go. And maybe you've listened to the your favorite twice. Yeah. Nice. Like that's the way to do it. That's that's a good way to go. So uh so that kinda that kinda <laughs> took me off uh off guard a little yeah. bit. Uh you know, last weekend was uh was our our, our kind of Super Bowl Sunday yes. as a as as a religion, as a faith. Easter faith is kind of a big deal. It was the WrestleMania of weekends, if you will, for the church. Uh, okay. It was the, the masters uh, of the weekend, if if, if you will. Uh, yeah, the Olympics. This, yeah, the, the Olympics, sure. This weekend, though, like legitimately is both the masters and WrestleMania, and I'm pretty excited. Oh, so you've got your whole weekend. You had your whole weekend planned out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, which means I won't be able to do any of it because I'll be painting my house. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I got the lowdown from your um, beautiful bride when I got here tonight. Oh, yeah. You guys have been, y- y'all have been busy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm exhausted <laughs> which which y'all been doing yeah i mean we just been painting and mm-hmm. just kind of getting the house kind of refreshed a little bit yeah. uh we, most people did this during covid uh but it was uh the busiest i've ever been so right so right yeah I, I literally came upstairs a few minutes ago to get everything set up and uh fell asleep and then you texted me and woke me up Nice. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, I guess I should like uh, research yeah. uh, research the topic for today." Which <laughs> get to work on that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which what what are we talking about today? So we did this. Uh, 
I don't know, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, we did a Beyond the Cover yeah. for, that time it was Stephen Furtick mm-hmm. from Elevation Church. And this time we decided to do Pastor Tim Keller. Yes. So I don't know, how how familiar are you with Pastor Tim Keller? Um, well, I get more and more familiar. taking all this out right oh a hundred percent this is all music right now this is all music yes okay so back to the show everybody uh, y'all don't want to know what we just said uh you do want to know you do, but we're not gonna tell you <laughs> nope and even if you're like uh hit me up on dms like oh what'd y'all talk about no we're not gonna do it this time because some things will tell you yeah so yeah, some things, yeah, for sure. Somebody one time was like, uh, hey, you had three bleeps. Can you tell me what they were? And I was like, two of them were sacrilegious and one of them was profanity and it was all <laughs> mine. <laughs> and sometimes he bleeps me out even though I've not said anything that needs to be bleeped out. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, oh what? my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. Are you kidding me? Wow. Terrible. Wow. Okay. Well, we called it Beyond the Cover because we talked about how you can't judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. Right? And so we wanted to, uh, you know, this show is really all about inclusion. You don't have to, you don't have to believe exactly like you or I. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't believe the same. Last week, we got into a biblical argument. (laughs) No, last week, I just called you a hypocrite. (laughs) Also, okay. Um... (laughs) It's very, anyway, yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> it uh, happens sometimes. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, no biblical basis. Anyway, so, um, but but you can't judge a book by its cover, right? right? We we want to say, okay, you know, you you may have heard a little bit about them, or you may not know anything about them at all. Maybe you want to get turned turn, clued into to, mm-hmm. to whoever this person is, or maybe you've heard bad things, and we'd like to tell you the good. Right. Maybe you've heard, only heard good things, and we want to tell you the bad. And so we want you to be well rounded, well rounded in your information, yeah. on everyone, and then that way you can eat the fish and spit out the bones. Absolutely. Don't we don't want you choking on bones? No. So. We'll, we'll tell you where they're at, but uh, as far as we can. But yeah. tell me a little bit about uh, about Pastor Tim Keller. Well, so Tim Keller, Timothy Keller, is the founding pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian. Presbyter- nope, leaning that in. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. Honestly, <sighs> Timothy Keller is. <laughs> I'm actually gonna take it out. I'm no, I know you're not. <laughs> but I still have to like find my center. Okay, yeah, yeah, center, recenter, again. recenter. Okay. He's the founding pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan, yeah. which he started in 1989 with his wife Kathy and three young sons. And for 28 years, he led a diverse congregation of young professionals that grew to a weekly attendance of over 5,000. That's that's. A lot of people. That is a lot of people. Um, anyway, so he's done, he's a pastor. He is the chairman and co-founder of Redeemer City to City, which starts new churches in New York. So it's a church planting mm-hmm. um, in apparently other global cities. And he's published lots of books and resources for the church. Um, my first introduction to Tim Keller was several years ago. I don't even know if I could tell you exactly what year it was, probably, I would say 10 to 12 years ago, we were doing a home group study uh, called Prodigal God. Mm -hmm. 
by Tim Keller. And that I loved it. It was it was fantastic. It was really well done, first of all. <clears throat> the resources, the the videos and the the accompanying resources were great. And so I've kind of followed him. I haven't read a lot of his books, I'll be honest, since then, but you know, yeah. I I like his I like what he has to say. So um I kind of got turned on to Tim Keller because I heard one of the pastors that I was listening to at the time mentioned uh, Tim Keller. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. And so I listened to to him and his voice. I, right. I was like, oh, I, I feel so loved. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just got the, he's just got this, um, uh, good northeastern but not not like sure like pennsylvania like right. guys mm, and very very loving and festival <laughs> joy <laughs> those types of things uh-huh. okay uh he's he, he's great it's not annoying it's not nearly as nasal as what i maybe I actually it's pretty nasal but it, that, neither here nor there um and i was like oh man this is really good teaching he's a neo-calvinist so he's kind of in that reformed doctrine right um, but he doesn't think like all of like the, uh, the, the, the current reformed leaders think, uh, we should probably get into like his doctrine and stuff like that, but right. I'm talking a lot. So I'll let you do some. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm with you. So, so doctrinally speaking, he uh-huh. is, he's a neo-Calvinist. Calvinism is, um, <laughs> oh man, we're getting into Calvinism. This is fun. Okay. So. <laughs> goes quite where we think it's going to go does it no so uh there's there's the the uh, five points of calvinism but the the big ones that that we really should probably talk about are um the total depravity of man unmerited grace and substitutionary atonement these are kind of the big ones that uh that that keller kind of focuses on and so um this is i'm going to read a quote one of one of his quotes okay the gospel is this we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared to believe. And yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we had ever dared hope. That's, that's good. That's a good, that's a good line. Um, So Calvinists believe that God saves you. You don't accept Jesus into your heart. He just redeems you and, and you join into that, uh, that relationship, but it's, uh, it's all Jesus. You don't really do anything. You can't do anything. So it's that right. unmerited, um, unmerited grace, and then Jesus died on the cross. The, the great exchange, mm-hmm. right? He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of Christ. So there we go. So that's kind of like his doctrinally yes. thing. Uh, however, he's also a little bit progressive in the fact that he believes in, um, you know, social gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about social gospel and kind of what that looks like? I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to. Here we go. Um, I can. I mean, I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> go okay. For it. Sorry. So the the social gospel is like a social movement within Protestantism that mm-hmm. um, applies ethics and Christian ethics to social problems. Okay. So these are people who really believe in like uh, trying to solve economic uh, inequality, poverty, crime, alcoholism, racial tensions, you know, these types of things, the, the social issues of our day. Mm-hmm. And they believe that uh, Jesus 
came to heal us socially. Right. Um, that is vastly different from the other kind of uh, Calvinisms, uh, like uh, Calvinist reformed thinkers and preachers, where it is very much like, no, 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 no. It's all Jesus. It's all gospel. And also my guns. Uh, there's there's a thing there that happens. Is that, so. That's really like a... Like that's a a school of thought. Oh, like reform, like yeah, yeah. reform theology. Like 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 the big people, they kind of say Jesus takes care of all that. We just preach the gospel, and so it's very, it's all Jesus. And uh, but the guns part. Oh no, I'm just. Oh, you're just being. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, that's <clears throat> new. Well, well, it's one of the things that. Keller kind of talks about that yeah. he's actually gotten in trouble for. So it's part of the controversy that we can get into in, in, yeah. in a l- later bit whenever he starts talking about um, the idolatry of nationalism incubating in the in the Christian church. Um, which we've discussed before. Which we said we weren't going to do anymore. So then we, well, you picked Tim Keller. So it's, know, this is all Andrea's fault. Listen, guys, this is what the world is right now. So I yeah. feel like we have to talk about sure. it. Sure. So... So there, there's a little bit about his doctrine and everything else like that. So, um, so yeah. Now, now we're kind of up to speed. Yeah. So he, I, I he's written a, a number of books, yes. and his probably well, his first book that it kind of catapulted him to the stage. Yeah. I guess you could say was the reason for God. Yeah. Now, have you have you read this book? No, I have not. I have not. I have not either. I've read portions of it. Sure. But it's. It it really gets into a discussion that is not uncommon. People people have this conversation yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, and when they're talking about like they're talking about why why is there a God? Why do we believe as Christians that there's a God? And if we believe that there's a God, why does he allow suffering? How could he send people to hell? It right. is the normal conversation that happens. It's apologetics one hundred and one. Apologetics one hundred and one, yeah. and so he he wrote this book, and it just it, it came out in February of two thousand and eight, and it just struck a nerve with people. Yeah, and people like the way, probably much like you enjoyed the way he spoke. People like the way that he he wrote and the yeah. way that he uh, discussed these things and talked about these things, and so. Then he went on to do Prodigal God. He did Counterfeit Gods, uh, Generous Justice, uh, the Meaning of Marriage. Like he's he's kind of touched on everything. He's talked about prayer and preaching, uh, making sense of God. These are all these are all books that he has that he's written. And then last year, I think it was last year that this one came out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So right at the beginning of the shutdown, his book. On birth came out in March of 2020. Last okay. Year. Okay. And this was going to be part of a series where he was talking about milestones in a person's life. Birth, marriage, and death are okay. kind of three milestones that most people have. I mean, everyone's going to experience at least two out of three of those, sure. right? And so he he wrote, they all kind of came out pretty quickly. Um, on birth came out first on marriage and then he released the book on death and that came out in June of last year and shortly either I, I'm not sure of the timing exactly either right before that one was released or right after 
he found out that he was he found that he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Which if you know anything, that is that's a that's a tough one. Like and especially that far into yeah. the diagnosis. Yeah. But a, a stage four pancreatic cancer, uh, they kind of look at things. Um, sorry, now I'm going to work mode. I apologize for this already. No, but yeah, go for it. When it comes to uh what when it comes to cancers, they, what they look as they look at a five-year survivability rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, stage one breast cancer. If you get a stage one breast cancer, your survivability rate is almost one hundred percent. Stage one breast cancer because there's been so much work and effort and everything else like that's been done on it. Um, stage four pancreatic cancer, five-year survivability is somewhere less than five percent. It's you. If you have stage four pancreatic cancer, it is going to be the thing that takes you out. Mm-hmm. Get get your life in order. Get yeah. your get your stuff in order, and and say goodbye to your family. Mm-hmm. It's that that's just where it it's is. It's just that. Dire. Some people have different uh, different timelines, and of course, you know, we we personally know some people who mm-hmm. uh, have gone through this, who are going through this, and so your heart kind of goes out because it is it's a devastating one. For it sure. is, and yeah. you know, you just you hear it, and especially to just finish writing a book. Yeah about death. And I think that has a way of, I can imagine that he was probably looking at when he was writing the book, looking at death from a very clinical, technical kind of, um, kind of distance thought. That's how he's writing the book. And then all of a sudden you are just face to face with your own mortality. Yeah, I can't, it's. Yeah. You know, it's different. It's different. His writings are really good, um, and, and his teachings are really good because they appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum, whether it's you know if you're more left of the spectrum or right mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Like wherever you are, um, his, his teachings are are solid and sound, and they're kind of right down the middle. He is not yeah. a progressive Christian. He is not a conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. He is a gospel Christian, and so he teaches the gospel and it, it appeals to both sides, but it also means that it upsets both sides pretty, pretty right. regularly. Um, but you also, again, we got to think about who his audience is. Can we like, mm-hmm. this is something that you have to realize. Um, people. <clears throat> okay. Have you ever heard of wretched radio? I feel like I have. Okay. But like I don't know that I've ever John MacArthur yeah. uh, is a guest on this guy's radio show. Okay. The the when when the uh the the whole interview where Beth Moore was told to go sit down, mm-hmm. go make yeah. a sandwich, you know? Mm-hmm. Um the guy that has the deep voice that that he's the host of okay. I don't know his name. I'm not gonna give credence to this guy at all. But one of the <laughs> things that he talks about is um don't make your thing my thing and I won't make my thing your thing. Mm-hmm. He's like we're big on evangelism. This is what he was saying. We're big on evangelism. We think that there's a God-given mandate to evangelize. We have a passion for it. So we go and we knock on a lot of doors and we evangelize. You need to prayerfully consider how you're supposed to evangelize, but just because you don't knock on a hundred doors doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Right. Okay. You do. Don't make your thing, whatever Mm -hmm. you're passionate about. Great. Whatever I'm passionate about. Great. And what happens is, is that a lot of times people get really, really excited about what they're passionate about. Yes. And so they see another church that isn't passionate about, about what they're passionate about. And so that church is in sin. Right. 
They're that, not. They're not hearing the voice of God. They're not clearly. hearing clearly. Clearly, that mm-hmm. pastor's demon possessed. I've heard all of these things. Okay, mm-hmm. and just because they're not that that church's um, you know mandate from God isn't the same as what you're passionate about. Now all of a sudden, you feel like you know like they've missed the voice of God. Here's the cool thing: <clears throat> eight billion people. God's created us all individually. And yes. so he's created, and then all the churches, I feel like there's about <clears throat> 9 billion churches. Um, <laughs> For the 8 billion people. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but every church has its own <laughs> mandate to to do something. And so I don't care as much about denominations. Mm-hmm. I used to really care about denominations. Yeah. Um, I don't care that much anymore because they're doing things a different way. Different churches are doing things mm-hmm. a different way and it's serving their people. As long as they're not hurting God's people right. or hurting God's name. Or I don't preaching care. heresy. Yeah. 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 We should be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and just to make that personal, yeah, you've got to find a church that correlates with what your passion is. Yeah. And, and that's fine. It's okay. If the church that you have been attending, all of a sudden isn't, or maybe not all of a sudden, maybe you you find a passion for something. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine to go and find a church that is doing what you're passionate about. Yes. Do it. Go. Yeah. Just just go. You should probably have a conversation with a pastor yes, you before should. you leave. I mean, you know, there's there's a Absolutely. good way to do this. But um, but yeah, I, I, we've seen it recently, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and that's it, that's okay. If you're passionate about something, go do it. Mm-hmm. And and go in the love of Jesus, but understand that it's not because where you're at missed God. Right. You can't say that. No, you can't. You, you can't. So, I, I want to be careful when we're looking at Redeemer Presbyterian again. Mm-hmm. Not my denomination. Do I care? Not at all. But we want to be careful when we're looking, yeah. because we don't want to say, well, because I don't think the way that they think, and I don't you know, relate the way that they do, then apparently that church or that teaching or anything is heresy because it's not exactly lining up mm-hmm. with what I with what I want. Which is my problem with fundamentalists in the first place. Is yeah. They take all the fun out of church. Yes. <laughs> so his congregation is single, wealthy, educated Manhattanites. Maybe that's where I need to go. Right? Just hey, saying. listen, you can be I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. Anybody there? else? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I don't know where my drop is. My do you have a boyfriend drop? It's got to be in there somewhere. Have you got a boyfriend? There you go. I do not. There you go. So, um <laughs> we've uh so you have to be able to speak intellectually. Mm-hmm. Uh, use your use use the apologetics and and present things to college educated people yeah. in a way that you don't necessarily have to, to a church of 30 people in the, you know, backwoods. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not demeaning this, but I mean, every church has its value, but a church of 30 people in the backwoods of Louisiana is not necessarily needing the same message as, right. as Tim Keller's, you know, Redeemer Press. Yeah. And, you know, I just had this conversation with someone uh, just a few weeks ago talking about how, in in my in my new job that I'm that I'm in, we do a, we do a lot of work in the realm of religious freedom, but we also talk. They do church planning, and so I'm kind of I'm a little bit involved in both. Um, and they talk about the the societal domains, 
And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every every job is split up. When are you- I'm laughing because apparently I just made a Yoda sound. I didn't mean <laughs> mm. to. Uh, mm. <laughs> Domains this as Iody has. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It was a really funny noise. Yeah, I was just, I'm having weird noises tonight, Andrea. Listen, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we need a couple of t-shirts. One of our t-shirts needs to say, how's your heart? And the other one needs to just say, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Stop asking. <laughs> Dropping Sunday. It's fine. <laughs> if that doesn't get people listening, I don't know what will. Honestly. Um, so every job can be categorized into eight domains of society. This is way deeper. This is not what I intended. Hey, listen, to we say. did we did cancer statistics <laughs> and, and Calvinism, so yeah, Calvin. this is fine. <laughs> um, but it, we were talking. The, this person and I were talking about how you want the people in your church to evangelize the people that they're in a domain with. Correct. Their their job the 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 circle that they're in. That's who they're evangelizing. Guess what? The domains that one church has looks different than what another church has. That's right. And so the domains that you see in New York are going to look different than domains here, you know? And so you you have to think about that, but it doesn't lessen anyone's importance or their value or their worth. It's just different. Right. And so when when he's... When he made the choice to, and I don't know, I mean, he grew up in New York, New York or not, I don't know, but he, that's where he chose to minister. So he had to make that work. Yeah. So th- his history actually informs kind of where mm-hmm. he's at right now, where even where his ministry is now at the age of 70. He, w- he was born in Pennsylvania, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, he went to uh, Bucknell University where he got his BA. He went to Gordon Conwell Theolo- Theological Seminary where he got his MDiv, and that's also where he met his wife. Mm. And then he went on to Westminster Theolo- uh, Theological Seminary where he got his uh, D-Men, which is his uh, doctorate of ministry. So he has an... He's a doctor. Yes. Yeah, he's, so he's, no, he's no, got his I mean, master's and his doctor. Yeah, master's, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, MDiv is Master's of Divinity. Did I say that? You, you said MDiv, and I was just trying to remember... Got it. What it was. Got it. Sure, sure, sure. MDiv and D-Men. Yeah. These are all things, people. These are things. Um, but uh, he actually people. worked with the Presbyterian Church in America, PC, otherwise known as PCA. Um, and he served on um, direct, he served as director for church planning for the PCA. Mm. And he has a heart for cities. Yeah. Right. So in 2017, when he stepped down as the head pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church, they founded Rede- Redeemer City to City, yeah. which is his uh, a church plant. So uh, CTC focuses on training and funding pastors to minister in cities. In cities, right? Yeah. Now, that doesn't does that mean that he doesn't want churches in in rural areas? No, of no, course not. No. But we get this whole thing is like, oh, he's not exactly what I need, so you know yeah. he must be the devil. Um, <laughs> But I, there's not a lot of people that that really dislike Keller. I listen. I couldn't really find very much. I mean, a few small things yeah. here and there, but there weren't any major controversies that I could find. Well, the biggest controversies is that um, he. I, I want to. Everybody that I read, that mm-hmm. I listened to, that had a problem with Keller, 
did so in 2020 because, and they said, he's giving permission to Christians to vote for a Democrat. That was what they said was their problem. Yes, that was what they said was their problem. And by the way, six or seven times I saw this. That's just... Now, understand that his... um, being in New York it, it and being a bit more progressive when it comes to social issues, mm-hmm. you know, they, there's there's some issues. Now, he also has a very firm stance on abortion, mm-hmm. on gay marriage, the things that yeah. like that the the um you know I'm trying to be careful with my words here. Um, you know. Christian conservatives? Yeah, the religious right, mm-hmm. I think is a better, yeah, is, is the right way to say it. Conservative, yeah, conservative Christians. Uh, yeah. Let's put that first. Okay. Um, and the, the religious People right. who identify as Christians that are also conservative? Yes, yeah. That may be They're, the best way. <laughs> guys, that's what we call <laughs> verbal acrobats trying to figure out what to do to not land it on your toes. Still, I'm not sure we, yeah, I, feel I don't, like we, I think no. we failed still. Yeah, we missed. Okay. Oh yeah, we missed for sure. Um, you know, so he has he has solid biblical viewpoints, but he also says that you know, like that that it's okay to be um, to, to have a social gospel. I think part of that was because he uh, noticed that there were strong. I think he went on a mission trip to Scotland, if I remember this correctly. He went on a mission trip to Scotland uh, when he was young and developing his yeah. his, his doctrines, and uh, he saw all of these uh, all these religious people and like spirit filled, like godly people Mm -hmm. doing life together. And then like found out that the church was functioning. What? Wow. (laughs) That's not a word. Um, Okay. So of course I've got to bleep that out because. That's not fair. I'll bleep it out for me as well. How about that? Okay. Neither one of us said the word that you think that we just said, but. The church was functioning. <laughs> Neither one of us said a word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, functioning as a as a socialist society mm-hmm. in a socialist government, and realizing that um, oh, the church can exist here, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, hey, you really want to like upset a capitalist, like an American Christian? <laughs> just remind uh-huh. them. Just remind them that like uh, the early church was a socialist oh, organization. They do not want to hear that. <laughs> no. Oh my word, you guys. I, I had a buddy once. Um he was telling me that he we were having a hard time talking about tithe. Mm. And the 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 ten percent. Go back to listen to our last Christianese episode we talked about tithe. And um and so he goes, I don't believe in paying tithe. And I'm like, Well, cool, you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> Clearly. He, he goes, No, I do the New Testament giving. And I my mouth just dropped. I was like, Wow. You have way more faith than I do. I am not nearly as holy or spiritual as you are. I am amazed. You believe in New Testament giving. And he goes, yeah, the New Testament doesn't talk about tithe at all. It's like, you're right. In the New Testament, they gave everything to the church, and then we relied on the church to make sure that they were fed. and and close. I, So every penny of your paycheck goes to the church, and I just can't imagine. He goes, no. I was like, oh. So even more or less than 10%. Um, less? I'm like, oh, so yeah, you're not even doing, like you're not yeah. even doing, yeah, 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 yeah. People talk about New Testament giving. Cool. 
Do people read their Bibles no. before they say things like that? No, they just assume like, oh, they find a ver- they find a website that uh, that really just kind of bolsters what they believe, mm-hmm. and then they go off of that. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, so Jesus was a socialist, and that's kind of crazy for people to think about. Actually, he wasn't. He's part of. He's it's monarchy. Guys, God's government is monarchy. Everybody, calm down. There's one kingdom. There's one king. That's it. He's sovereign. Yes. He rolls over everything. I don't know why that's so hard. I don't I don't either. Um the early church functioned in light of his sovereignty as a socialist organization. <laughs> um Oh my word. So there's that. Uh so there goes our all of our listeners. Yeah. <clears throat> Bye. Well it's been everybody fun. that <laughs> That's a dropping Sunday. It's fine. Uh, Our season finale became a series finale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what else is about? That's kind of like a, I'm trying to think of like, there's anything else. Oh, he founded the Gospel Coalition oh, yeah. um, with, with D.A. Carson. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, T.A. Carson's another cool guy. He got kicked out of his denomination. Um, I, his teaching is so sound that if your denomination kicks you out, it's because they don't want to be a part of the <laughs> denomination teaching. itself. It's it's crazy. It's uh, yeah. You guys, this this is just one example of <laughs> yes. why it's important. Number one, you need to you need to read and listen to people who think differently than you. Yeah, maybe that's why you're listening to us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's important because here's the thing. I can go on a rant right right now. Please do. I've been talking so much. Like, you don't understand. The way files on this is going to be all set. I know. Very little, Andrea. Most of what you've said, I've had to play music over or bleep out. (laughs) You haven't had to. You just chose to. Meh. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Um, So here's the thing, guys. I... And part of this is is my is my new job, and so I am coming into contact with people that think differently than I do, that believe differently than I do. But it it challenges my faith, not in a way to diminish my faith. It challenges me to be stronger in my faith, because if I'm going to have a conversation with someone, I better know what I believe. Mm-hmm. I better be able to articulate it and argue it or just have a not argue it in a argumentative way but just discuss it and back it up and if you only ever listen to people who believe and think just the way you do number one your brain is shrinking literally shrinking right now and number two you you don't know what you believe you you know what they believe okay the problem is uh unless we actively seek out Things that challenge the way that we believe. Yeah. Um, every algorithm in our life is meant to feed mm-hmm. the feedback loop. That's yes. that's all. That's, that's all true. that it is. All that it is to it. So, if you, uh, this is what I'm gonna challenge you to do. Um, find a Tim. Like go to go to uh, go to your you're in a podcast right now. Yeah. Just go to Tim. Kel- go through his sermon titles. They're not long. Pick one and just see. Just see. Hey, just listen. Here, here's that. Um, he is one of three pastors that I was listening to on a regular basis when uh, I did not have sound biblical teaching. Uh, if you're curious, we should do a behind the cover, uh, beyond the cover on all three because fascinating. One is Mark Driscoll, 
Yes, I remember. We've, <laughs> we've discussed him before. Okay. Um, his beyond the cover would be fascinating. Um, the other one is Erwin McManus. Mm-hmm. Okay, he would also be fascinating. Yes. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of social issues with him as well. So uh, so just just go and like listen to other people. By the yeah. way, the reason I did that is I went West Coast East Coast. So I had people on the West Coast, people on the East Coast. Like I'm I'm kind of in the middle, and then I had um, the neo Calvinist. I had the reformed Calvinist, and then I had the crazy Arminian. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, so you kind of have to, you have to mm-hmm. infuse all of that into your life to, if you want to yeah. be able to grow. So you, you do, you have to, you have to listen. You have, if you want your brain to grow, this is, this is pastor Al. Come Weaver. on. Like if you can't see that this is him, uh, influencing me, but you, I can, I'm just, yeah. No, I could, keep going. I could keep keep, going. Well, it, it's just important. Yeah. Because we've talked about on this show closed fisted things and open fisted things. Yeah. So there are some things that are closed fisted. Mm-hmm. They are the tenets of what I believe. Right. And then there are some things that I'm like, I don't really know. Yeah. And so I'm going to listen to a lot of people's opinions and thoughts and research on this because I don't really know. And then I can listen to it and I can decide for myself. Sure. But if all you're doing is listening to someone who only, well, like you said, the feedback loop only bolsters what you're believing only feeds into what you already believe with your whole heart, then you're just, no one's ever challenging you. Yeah. And if you don't ever get challenged, then it weakens, it weakens your faith. If you don't use that muscle, you lose it. That's right. Um, and so I challenge everybody to do that, um, uh, religiously speaking, spiritually speaking, I, I, I use those as two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Like listen yeah. to other religions, listen to other spiritual leaders. Um, as long as you're mature enough to be able to like not be swayed one way or another, if you're like listening to Ram Dass and you're like, yeah, that is a really good idea. Maybe I should start. No, you're no back up. No, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. No, that's, that's not okay. <laughs> uh, if you're, if you're watching little Nas X videos and you're like, Oh, uh, maybe that's the good way to get. No, that's not, that's, that's not a good way to go. I'm talking about, you know, other people within the same faith. Let's, yeah. let's try some different things out. Um, and, and also um, just everything in your life. Yeah. Here, let me tell you something. I love, love Fixer Upper. I love Chip and Joanna Gaines. I love everything about them. I hate Shiplap. I, <laughs> dude, Shiplap's my not for me. Okay, it's not oh, actually. Man, but Julie just told me that she wanted to do. She did. A whole she didn't tell you that. She, she, a matter of fact, did not tell you that because I know her feelings about Shiplap as well. Um, <laughs> and so we we know like like I'm. I like, by the way, their Magnolia Network on Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. All of those shows shot beautifully. I love the aesthetic of all of that stuff. I hate Shiplap, right? But I still watch it. I don't write off the entire show. Right. Because Joanne Gaines put Shiplap on everything for 18 seasons. Yeah. By the way, she stopped doing it. What? I hate her newer stuff is like moving away from Farmhouse, believe it or not. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Because right. it's over. Farmhouse, it is. farmhouse it is. is over. Listen, trends come and go. They come and go. And so she's staying ahead of it. Hey, you know what's a weird trend right now? What? Is uh, dark green painted cabinets. 
I've seen it on six or seven different shows. Really? Yep, cabinet. And it looks fantastic. But uh, that was a weird face and sound. I am fantastic. What just happened? I don't know. I got demon possessed. Um, did my eyes get big? Yes, they I'm did. Like, You're like, whoa, what just happened? You know, like that. Okay. I'm talking about that shade of green that uh, was popular in the 60s with suits and guys who were like, you know what I'm talking about? Like so that. is it like a hunter green or uh, yeah, is it like a not like a hunter, like, like an it, olive green? It's like halfway between hunter green and Kelly green. It's like a brighter, brighter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird thing. That is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, I'm, we're not. But you know it. what? I think I think um, painted cabinets yeah. are very popular right now because yeah. i've seen a lot of navy blue yeah and also fantastic <laughs> you know what the face was almost like uh oh who's the ernest p whirl you remember ernest and ernest goes to whatever yeah goes to jail Her- goes to yeah now, what it is very earnest it is very earnest yeah. i felt it i felt it that yeah. was weird all right tomato tomato okay so tim <laughs> keller um anyway that that's a little bit about him. Yeah. Maybe you've Check never him heard out. of him. Check him out. If you have a right now media um Ooh, subscription, yeah. he's go. got a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. So Or just or just YouTube it. YouTube it's it. It's all there. Yeah. All right. Check let's, him out. Let's get into the bee. Okay. Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Ten lesser known veggie tale characters. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay. Karen the kale leaf. Karen oh, showed no. up in an early episode, but quickly canned as no one likes her. Dang it, Karen! <laughs> Andy the amorphous blob of quinoa. Much like Karen, <laughs> no one liked Andy. Nope. Sorry, Andy. Get out. Kyle the monster energy drink. His name is Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. That is so perfect. <laughs> oh, my word. Kyle the monster energy drink. An early attempt to introduce product placement. Kyle was unfortunately a flop. Stab and Steve, <laughs> the murderous vegetable cleaver. <laughs> Deemed way too dark for kids after thousands were sent to therapy. Steve never made an appearance Stab again. And Steve. Stab and Steve. Like Scuba Steve. Scuba. Fred, the fermented grape. Fred oh, showed- I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Fred showed up to teach kids a lesson about alcoholism. <laughs> Baptist complained at the use of fermented fruit, and Phil Vischer issued an apology shortly after the episode's release. By the way, now that you know Phil Vischer is you know all super progressive now, he's like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, Fred the fermented grape. Everybody should enjoy it. Okay, Beth um, Moore is uh, is planting a wine. Oh, a vineyard? Vineyard. Wine? Yes. A wine vineyard. A wine vineyard. <laughs> yeah, grapes is. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Lucy, the neglected lettuce you forgot about in your fridge Ooh, for weeks. Uh, that right now. <clears throat> part of Michelle Obama's push to get kids to eat healthy. <laughs> the lettuce just kind of sat on the table looking sad as everyone ignored it. Marley, the psychedelic mushroom. The drug abuse themed episode that never aired starred Marley. He and Larry go on an insane <laughs> trip to someone. <laughs> And somehow end up 70 miles away from the kitchen sink in an Arby's. Oh gosh, you guys. 
You guys. Gary the Garbage Disposal. Big idea tried their hand at a horror-themed episode with What's Eating Bob? (laughs) But when Gary murders Bob violently, it didn't quite connect with the Sunday school audiences. Who's Gary? Uh, Gary the Garbage Disposal. Oh, Gary, the gar- the one we're looking at. The right one now. we're looking at. Sorry, oh. I was I was thinking it was somebody who pushed Bob into the garbage disposal. I'm like, I don't know who Gary is. Dave wow. Ramsey's brief cameo as a bowl of rice and beans. This is Dave's authentic mm-hmm. rice and beans. Dave shows up and lectures Jerry Gord on his constant need to eat out and Larry's obsession with SUVs, trying to get them to rein in their spending habits. Kids were even <laughs> more scared of Dave than they were of Gary, the garbage disposal. <laughs> And lastly, Bob the Tomato, after his tragic run-in with Gary the Garbage Disposal, many uh, felt the show jumped the shark during this episode, dubbed The Search for Bob. He was resurrected as a, as a ketchup bottle, raising all kinds of questions about the afterlife in the VeggieTales universe. Uh, that, that episode was good from my head to, to my, my toes. toes. <laughs> You, you, that was, I was going to say it. You, oh, you were, oh, look at us having fun. Um, I sent, I sent Andrea a picture of, uh, of a, I think it was a magnet somewhere. That you bought, right? You bought Uh, it. Is that on your fridge? Yeah, it's right there. Uh, it says ketchup with Jesus, ketchup with, and it has the Heinz, it looks like the Heinz logo, Mm -hmm. but it's actually a cross and it says blessed from my head. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Tom- tomatoes. Uh, get it? Yeah, I get, get it. it. Thanks. <laughs> get it. Guys, <clears throat> who comes up with this stuff? Because um, they spend too much they spend too much time and on I, that. And I spend too much money. Oh no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! What's your not for me this week, Andrea? My not for me this week is the fact that it is April 9th. And it's already 90 degrees. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's April 11th, right? It's April 11th. We're not recording on the 9th. It is April 11th, and it is already 90 degrees. It's not Friday night, I promise. No. (laughs) No. No. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's hot. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't ready. Like, why couldn't we have stayed in the, like, 70s and 80s for a little bit longer? just a little bit. Yeah. We kind of skip over seasons. We do. Yeah, it's not fun. Does that mean that the summer is going to be, like... Oh, Yeah. No, yeah, no. Texas is going to apologize for freezing everyone and killing everyone's plants by uh, just scorching us with just heat, just catching us all on fire and killing our plants again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not ready for it. That's my not for me. Uh, what's yours? So um, this uh, this weekend we kind of already talked about. It's uh, WrestleMania weekend. It's also the weekend for the Masters. Uh, yes. I have no clue who won. Congratulations to. Whomever. Because um, it finished today? Yes, that's correct. So what by today, you mean the 11th? The 11th. Yes. Sunday. Yes, the Sunday. 11th. The day. When, yes, today. The, right. Because yes. we record these live. Yes, live. Yes, at 2 a.m. And then we push them out at 3.16 so everyone can hear it. Yes, that's how that happens. Can you imagine if that was our life? No. No. I'm means, just that, thinking about having to wake up and like. Deal with me? At 2 a.m. <laughs> It's anyway. hard enough to do it in once a week. Anyway. Um, I got asked uh, to join a group of men at, oh, yeah. a, uh, at a golf tournament for yes. a charity that I believe in and would like to support. 
And I and I looked at the person who had invited me and I said, <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't play golf. You kidding me? No, I don't I don't golf. He's like, well, it's like a scramble. So we all hit a ball and then the best ball kind of goes forward. And I'm like, so you want me to go out there and just like throw balls around? <laughs> that, that's what we're doing? Like like all willy-nilly, I can go left, right, it doesn't matter. He's like, yeah, just wherever the best ball and if you get one, we're all high five and it's all great. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, no. No, um, yeah. all right, yeah, I'll do it. Now, okay. a couple of things. I've never yes. played around a golf in my life. I have been to Top Golf three times. Okay, that's that's what I've done. Both of my children are do golf once a week. Really? They do. They do. They do. I live on a golf course. Yes, yes, you do. Never play golf. So I went uh, two days ago, and by that I mean today. <laughs> I went two days ago to, uh, to go get fitted for clubs. And the reason that I couldn't just get clubs any old place, I don't know if you've seen me. I'm tall. I, I bear a striking resemblance to Sasquatch. Uh, my arms are weird. Just, you know, like there's things, there's things going on about me where, uh, every time I've gone to, to, to top golf and I've used the clubs, my back hurts because mm. I, I have to bend over so much mm-hmm. just to even get, you know, club to ball. So my not for me this week is the price of <laughs> golf clubs. Are you serious golf? What are we doing? It is it is a fancy man's sport. Okay, first of all, I don't like the word fancy man. Um, I feel like that is implying that I was a music major, if you know what I mean. You know? Oh wait, you were uh, yes, a music that's, major. That's very true, but also, yeah. Dude, the, I, I remembered why I never played golf. I can't afford to do this. Mm-mm. And now I gotta figure out how do I cancel the order for this club's that I've already, like, I put them on a credit card. Can I just, like, for real, like, I'm asking you for a real question right now. Mm-hmm. Can I just cancel the payment and say, nah, I don't want that, I don't want to pay for that, and then just, like, not go pick them up? Because they had to, like, extend them for me and all this other stuff. Like, can I just not do that? I feel like I'm committed at this point to actually, like, well, learn how to play to, golf. If you just went today, then you would call. I mean, cancel. You, you would think so, right? Yeah. We Can we hope so? We can hope so. You yeah. can hope so. But but then, <clears throat> but then I, then I don't have clubs. Do they not have some that you can rent? Yeah, but then I gotta like like play on my knees. I gotta look like Dorf. Remember that guy, Dorf? Was that a guy? You don't remember Dorf? What? Where would I have known him from? I don't know, <laughs> but I remember him. How did I remember this guy? Oh, Tim Conway. I do love Tim Conway. Okay. Years ago, man created the ultimate frustration. Golf, a game designed to test the true limits of man's patience. A sport combining beauty and strength. A sport demanding eye and hand coordination. Just an accident. Here's the man who can put it all together for you. The man who can help you help your game. Dirk Gorf, the Duke of Divots. You don't remember. Hello, Tim Conway. Okay, so. Dorf, Dorf on golf. Uh, he's uh, he's on his knees playing. We we okay. We're not going to watch that. We're oh. just, okay. We can watch it later. 
that's uh that's that, that's mm -hmm. my not for me is that yeah i'd have to i, I don't know like the price <sighs> of things golf is expensive yeah nobody told me what if you love it everybody yeah. told everybody me. told you everybody told me what so. if you love it that's going to be an issue. Part of it is that because my kids do it every week, I want to do something like we can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I've heard that like you can go to like a, like a place like a top golf and, uh, like during the week go real cheap. Mm -hmm. So that might be something fun to do with the kids during yeah. the summer. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But that's it. That, that's, I mean, not. that's, that's a big one. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Are you going to call them tomorrow? I don't know. I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to, first thing I'm going to do, I'm not going to tell Julie what I spent. All right. That's a show. Like we already did that. Hey, Andre, I have to edit it. Like I had to catch it clean so I could go right into the music. And, and by the way, I still edit it out. So people don't know what we're upset I about know. right now. Okay. But our thoughts and anyway. opinions are not the final word, dear listener. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions about any things that we talked about today, whether it's uh, new characters on VeggieTales, uh, the price of golf clubs, uh, the Bieber's new album. Go check Calvinism. out Bieber's new Calvinism. Please tell us all your thoughts on Calvinism. I've never met a young reformed person that didn't want to talk about Calvinism <laughs> in, for four hours. Um, Tim Keller. You can have that conversation with Seth. Uh, it's at Andrea Jordana. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I'm not saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, links in the. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, we want to hear your opinion about anything you talked about. Yes. Today. Don't forget to like, follow, and comment on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on all of the things or all, some of the things. Most of the things. Most of the things. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There we go. And uh, as a reminder, for every comment that we get, we uh, give some sort of money. Usually it's uh, a dollar, it's a mm -hmm. minimum of a dollar. Yes. Start right. there uh, toward a, a local charity or ministry. Right now, we're sending kids to to uh, to youth, youth camp. camp. Uh, after that, we might be sending a chaperone to uh, um, national thing. I might be going. I might be a chaperone. I might need the money for me to do. Uh, to fine take arts? the kids for fine arts competition. Fun. Uh, I won't be doing that because it's in Orlando in August. And uh, no, uh, but we'll we'll help out somebody. I don't know. Orlando in August is the fifth circle of hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yes, remember that the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or maybe last week's episode or whatever, whatever. and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Next week. Because we'll be back talking about something different, something somebody different. And, 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 you know, give this episode to someone who needs their, uh, their I don't know, horizons expanded <laughs> into uh, silliness, bad doctrine. Um, good doctrine. When Andrea speaks, it's good doctrine. Everything I say is biblically unsound. At least last week it was. This is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. <laughs>